0: Alrighty, guys. Thanks for listening. I'm Sean Lockery. And I'm
1: Nate Furt. Welcome to Robust Discuss.
0: This is a podcast where we aim to talk about various uh, topics concerning our morality, our government, and our lives. Our topics are going to range from U.S. politics, with those some philosophical questions, and even do some debates about current events, or some talking about miscellaneous video games or movies we watched that week.
1: And our topic for today that we will be discussing is the Electoral College. Just to give you guys some brief history on that.
0: Yeah, we're we're basically, we're taking some history off of uh, archives.gov, going off our National Archives to kind of keep it simple and very straightforward. We'll start out to give you a little bit of backstory. The Electoral College is actually a process. It consists of about three separate processes. It starts off with a selection of electors, which is actually essentially the voting of for a vice president or president, and then the meeting of the electors, where they then vote, on those candidates and then there's the a counting and certifying of those electoral votes before congress
1: and before we go a little further into this just to give you guys full disclosure we are not experts on we are not Fact. experts on this stuff Fact. but we you know we're interested to learn we're uh just trying to shed our opinion on some things so um to continue uh the electoral college consists of 538 electors A majority of 270 electoral votes is required for to elect the president your state has the same number of electors as it does members in congressional delegation one for each member in the house of representatives plus two senators so
0: yeah pretty much uh going back to that like how the president is chosen with the 270 that the electoral votes have to get those electoral votes come from our electors who are chosen by being a part of a essentially a group of electors which is also known as like a slate that is chosen by the political party of the president in your state they, they vary on state by state on the laws on how they're selected and what their responsibilities are but essentially they're, they're chosen by the political parties in each state to be representatives of the votes for that candidate
1: to continue, the general election is held every four years on a Tuesday after the after the first Monday in November. When you vote for the presidential candidate, you're actually not voting for him directly, but you're voting for the candidate's preferred to elect them. Uh, most states have a winner-take-all system that's awarded all, that awards all electors to the presidential candidate who wins the state popular vote. However. Maine and Nebraska each have a a variation of personal representation.
0: And then, so, after the general election, now that those electors have been chosen through that that state process, the governor then prepares, like, a certificate. It goes from there into the meeting of the electors that takes place actually in December, despite the election being, you know, in November. It then goes... They then meet in their respective states where they'll cast votes for the president and vice president on separate ballots. Those ballots are then later certified and counted in a joint session of Congress, actually on the 6th of January in the year following the meeting of the electors. So we voted in 2019. However, the actual certification of those votes was in 2020 on the 6th of January. The vice president, being the president of the Senate, presides over the count and announces the result, then certifying and declaring the persons, if any, who have been elected to president and vice president of the United States. The thing that I believe is interesting and the the fact that a lot of people skip, I think, in their understanding is that when we vote in November, that is simply our selection for these electors to go and do this process. The actual chosen president-elect doesn't happen until January when this is happens and certified through Congress. We don't actually choose that that day, if that makes sense. It goes through this process to get to that point. They even have an opportunity when these certifications are happening to challenge them. And if enough people challenge against them, investigations, there's a whole process through that. So there's a whole process of certifying these electoral votes. And it is then not until January 20th that this process comes to a conclusion and the president-elect takes the oath of office being sworn in as president.
1: So, like, that's... Basically, those are all those, like, things that you hear in the news about, like... Like, the conspiracies about the election. And you just, like... They're investigating it, basically. That's, like... This year, specifically, that's what, like, you would hear in the news. But, um... The main topic... point that we want to go over today is the winner take all system uh sean yes. actually brought up an interesting opinion about it and he, he thinks he might have a better better way of going about it so we're going to go into that a little bit more yeah and i, I
0: mean back. i i do honestly um and so that's the interesting thing i want to talk about with with our, our listeners today what something i do want to note on is that as you stated maine and nebraska do have their own variations of proportional representation and that's what i think we need as a as a country to have that better representation. So, as you said, you know, most states have the winner take all system. And that means that the presidential candidate gets all of the state's electors' votes if they win the popular vote. My idea is to take that winner take all system completely out and do it 100% split. By the percentage of the popular vote that each candidate wins a firm like a firm idea that i have is that if you don't live in a state where you identify politically with the state's majority your presidential vote is almost meaningless
1: that's i kind of see your point with that like i understand a lot of people where like they make that whole point of saying oh my, my vote doesn't really matter why am I voting for this but like exactly, and like, like in some cases yeah. I, I can see how this doesn't but yeah if they get the majority vote and you're say you're strong left and the majority vote for your state is strong right it's like what was the point of that because either way majority would rule like and that's no well, not exactly. majority would rule necessarily but like whatever well, the most people in your state vote that's what that's what your state votes for
0: exactly so the example I like to give is with the 2020 election looking at the 2020 election results with California 34.32% of the state's percentage exactly six not exactly roughly a little over six million people voted for former President Donald Trump however the 63% which yes is an overwhelming you know over the 50% margin majority voted for now President Joe Biden the total amount of 55 electoral votes went to Joe Biden so yes the majority of the state chose that so that's where the state goes however those 30 that 34% have now contributed absolutely nothing towards helping their candidate obtained re-election on the flip side as well in the state of florida to do a little bit of a closer margin 51.22 percent voted for president for former president donald trump and 47 percent voted for joe biden which is about five million people so it's actually it's still less than the 30 percent of california but those people Lost out on all 29 possible electoral votes. All of them went there. In both scenarios, there is a large amount of people in which their vote carried no weight in changing the election because they lost out by a few percent. Yeah. This, and especially in Florida, I think, is monumental because there are 400,000 people more in this state that picked one candidate over the other. The other candidate gets nothing. It's as if those other 47 percent, you know, it feels like that's that's why I think people get that feeling. So going back to like we were saying with Maine and Nebraska, I believe it would be beneficial to implement 100 percent proportional representation of electoral votes by percentage of popular vote, give former President Donald Trump 34 percent, California's 55 votes, and give Joe Biden, the 47% votes of, like, 47% of 29 electoral votes.
1: I do agree with your opinion in this. I mean, that definitely makes it so that everybody's voice is actually heard throughout the whole election process because your your voice is cut off after the first part if your party wasn't one majority there, like, after the first process of that. But a lot of people think, counter to that, a lot of people think that it would be better off if we just did popular vote instead and cut out the middleman and like no electoral college just everybody's vote is actually counted
0: yeah and so it's actually interesting you point that out because I used to be on that side I was one of those who was a big component and uh, a big like a speaker for just eliminating that middleman I thought the electoral college you know it's outdated it was representative of very old ideas and it doesn't keep us progressive and representative of our actual votes
1: yeah yeah
0: but there is some things that have changed my mind and why i see the importance i talked to some of my good friends who don't share my political lean and are very polar to me in some some regards they brought to light the state of california and i think it is monumental to acknowledge the state of california and recognize that the founding fathers and the, the institution of the Constitution may have had, maybe not these numbers in mind, but an idea in mind. Because back then, there was an issue of big to small states. Of not letting big states outnumber small states.
1: In terms of po- You mean in terms of population? Yeah, right? yeah. in t- t- terms sorry, of uh,
0: population, total vote count. Examples. California has a total population of 39 million. Ranking second is Texas at 26 million, following very closely is New York and Florida, both at about 19.5, 19.3 million. The next closest is Illinois, 12, Pennsylvania, 12, Ohio, 11. So Pennsylvania is in the top six, sixth, sixth highest, just behind Illinois, essentially, by about 100,000 people. My point here is from there, it goes down very quickly the next few populations are in the 9 millions with georgia michigan ohio going into the 8 millions new jersey virginia 6 millions this is all based by the way off of the uh, the 2012 census so maybe a little dated maybe a little bit different however i mean these numbers i'm sure the numbers they've just increased they've
1: grown but it I mean, it's on a regular basis, yeah, so states increase at the same rate, almost. Yeah, but
0: I have here that's going off of the 2018. So these are off of the 2018. Um, It it says 39 million for California, and the one off the 2012 is 37. So, you know, increased by a few million. My my point being is, like, some of the smaller states get into 2 millions and, like, under. Wyoming at, like, 500,000. New Hampshire at at 1.3 million. Very, very smaller states. The argument and why I think the Electoral College helps those smaller states is because in the state of California, there's one county, Los Angeles County, in Los, you know, downtown Los Angeles, very big and populated area, sitting at, and again, this is off from the 2000 now, we're back, we're back in the 2018, 10.1 million people. Comparative to the entire state of Michigan at only 9.9 million. So... Following beneath that, New Jersey, Virginia, Washington, Arizona, Massachusetts, Tennessee, Indiana, Missouri, Maryland, and Wisconsin are all states I just listed that are less in population than the single county in Los Angeles. Specifically, Wisconsin, the entire, entire, I just, it's baffling to me. The entire state of Wisconsin is roughly half the population of Los Angeles County so the argument presents itself as why campaign in any of those states when you could just campaign in California and Los Angeles County and win those numbers by appealing to them what about the farmers and the people in the Midwest who need completely different regulations and laws laid out for them than big cities it's, it's very different in governmental structures for that. And so they, they yeah. just lose out. They would not, they would be drowned by big cities, especially California. Well, I mean, you kind of. 9 million, man. That's crazy.
1: So, like, I mean, they kind of do that now, though, right? With, like, because, like, the, I mean, majority states, like the ones with the bigger ones, they still. Isn't they they get, like, a bigger count so, still?
0: Okay. Bringing up that point. Very, very good that you brought up that point for our listeners who are concerned on that. That is. That yes, they are still given more electoral votes. However, that is not proportional to the population exactly.
1: No, but I'm saying like no, but I'm I'm not I'm not like saying any of that. I'm saying like they still kind of do that now with the current system because it still kind of aims in their favor when you get the majority, like the bigger states. Kind of.
0: That's no. That's it, the thing is it actually doesn't. That's why Ohio, Illinois, like that's why all those central states are so big during elections because they get about 13 electoral votes okay compared to I, I, i'm not 100 percent on that number but that's that, that example real quick example that's that's accurate florida gets 29 okay california okay. gets 55 they're getting under double in Thing. okay so they're getting like double in the votes but they're not getting that in the population the point like especially it's, it's even more populous so like here let me do it specifically for let me do it specifically for one of the small ones that gives a lot one in Ohio 18 so 18 electoral votes compared to 55 what's the let's do the let's do a quick proportionate let's do a quick proportionate on that 18 to 55 is 0.32 percent but if you compare the populations roughly I did like I rounded a little bit here it's only 28 percent so you're getting a higher percentage of vote through the electoral college in that smaller state than you would if it was based off population so yes you can't still just go for bigger states but that doesn't mean like whoever wins California and New York win the presidency Uh, that's happened where you get the swing they as they call them swing states the the states that can like good either political party and give quite a bit of the, of the vote to specifically being like Ohio which gives 18 it's a, so that little that's a little more percentage of a impact through the electoral college than the percentage of the impact through the popular vote would be. You yeah, see? yeah no, I know. And I then understand. even I further, Virginia has 8 million. So we're talking 2 million people less than the representative of Ohio and they still get 13 electoral votes compared to the, the 55 so they only knocked down five electoral votes that those five votes represent two million people is the point so like that's why it's it's not proportional those two million people divided by five you know your vote starts to count very little when you when you compare those numbers compared to california's numbers sure. you know and that's the thing is like, I was on your point. I was with you with that. I really was that the popular vote would be better, but I do think that California would genuinely drown out a lot of these smaller states. And that's why I like to go back to that idea and real quickly, I'll, 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 I'll let's go off some, some representations of that. If they would have been divided. So let's say, you know, we divided the electoral votes exactly as they were based on population. We'll start back with the 2012 election which was to 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 keep it real simple the you know the re-election of President Barack Obama actual votes the actual thing that happened Barack Obama ended with 332 electoral votes Mitt Romney ended with 206 compared to the you know the 270 this needed to win 206 seems rather dismal 332 seems like a, a blowout yeah. then you look at the percentage of the popular vote barack obama only won 51 percent however as I, I we did the math a little bit earlier he won 61 percent of the electoral votes in comparison uh mitt romney republican candidate won 47 percent of the electoral of the uh popular vote however abysmal 206 out of 538 electoral total votes had you have divided that equally based on the popular vote, Barack Obama would have only had 275 electoral votes compared to Mitt Romney's now staggering 262. Even surprisingly, what I think is interesting too is Gary Johnson would have gotten a single electoral vote.
1: I'm I'm glad you actually did shed light on the the Gary Johnson part of that where he had the one electoral vote with that situation because that kind of does bring up the topic of like these third parties, the third and fourth parties, rather than just the A and B party that are the main two parties that you decide who's going to be your president, it kind of brings up a little bit more light to the third party or fourth party. You know, not everything has to be left or right, right and wrong, or A and B. You know, there's always A, B, C, D on a test that you take. So, like, why can't that be the situation when it comes to voting for a president? Like... Exactly. I think that is a little and ridiculous.
0: Even even further on that too, going back to the 2016 presidential election, where we saw, you know, a lot of people back then were saying both candidates were not you know, popular and great for the country. But
1: they still they still okay. had to decide, and they still got the majority vote on a lot of these. Yep. You know,
0: had had they have done it by population, Hillary Clinton would have had 266, Donald Trump would have had 261. So there still wouldn't have been a actual winner and that it would have gone to the house of representatives and th- through a whole separate process however gary johnson would have gotten nine jill stein got some and so would evan mccullum five people would have gotten separate electoral votes that's how they pe- unhappy people were with their two options that they went to others and it shows that that should be more accessible if people are willing to do it on a regular basis as far back as 2000 hmm. al gore and george bush ralph nader would have gotten six there's there you know there's always that addition there that i think that should be more accessible in our governmental system and more plausible for a third party to obtain electoral votes through a popular vote but it's almost intangible and then i mean stepping into the you know the most recent presidential election with biden at 20 at 306 and former president donald trump at three at 232 he would have had 264 That's a lot closer. And I think that's a better representation of the 74 million people who voted for him that, you know, they were only six votes off of winning the election. And Joe Biden only won by three. It's 273 had you done it, you know, by population. Compared to the 306 he dominated in the official, like, numbers. And I think that's—and then even, you know, Joe Jorgensen would have gotten a vote. So I think it's interesting to to have that all together that that's just a general— solid more representation you know 74 compared 81 million voted for roughly numbers i'm not i'm rounding here 81 million voted for joe biden 74 voted for donald trump and i think those 74 deserve a closer a closer race and the fact that it was it would have been 264 you know different states would have been divided up i think it's interesting to acknowledge that absolutely
1: Say we cha- say, say this somehow comes into the new play of how elections work with the whole percentages instead of just the electoral college making the votes for that. Say it, it's the percentages that get those votes. Do you think we'll see? Do you think you could see a shift in more third party, more third like three ba- three election based parties like going on? You know, going in the future. You think it could see a shift in that? Because that would be like. I could see that being a, be- a better, more, more fair way of representing people because it's just not left and right is not. That's not the only way you can go. <laughs> so.
0: No, and that's and that's the thing is I think I I do think that that would because of how the ballots are set up with the candidates of through the like you know the the Democratic National Committee and the, the Republican Committee that how they select their their candidates for president and how that goes down in the in the general election the primary elections in florida you have to be registered to your party to vote for that person in the, the election it's really it's really weird and i think that if it was just simplified to i need to gain x amount of percentage to gain x amount of votes in these states it would it would simplify it anybody could could run because they could they, they wouldn't have to be a part of a party they wouldn't have to identify they could just say i'm running for president and here's my platform vote for me for x reasons and if enough people were like you know what yeah he says he's gonna help me in this way he says he's gonna help me in this ways they would they could vote for him and their electors would actually have the opportunity to go to the like the electoral votes would actually have the opportunity to go to that candidate because if enough people do it the percentage would put it there but it's not that simple with how the RNC and the and the DNC like how they set that up with setting up the ballot and the primary, then to the general elections like it's genuinely restricted to these two candidates almost entirely. I think that would would help eliminate that long term. Yeah, you would have more of a chance to gain percentages and earn electoral votes.
1: I do see that, and um, I I really do really would like to see that. To honest with you, that'd be awesome.
0: Exactly, I th- I think it would be overall a very nice. A very nice, like, quality of life. Um, feel free, listeners, to uh, give us some give us some responses, comments, and let us know if you guys agree with that. Uh, if you, how you guys feel about the back and forth of you know, representing across the popular vote of each state and comparing the, those percentages exactly to the electoral votes. Real quick, too, um, something I find interesting is how the what happened back with uh, Bush versus Gore back in two thousand. Something that. I think is interesting to look at because if you would have divided it, it wouldn't have... Nobody would have been certified. Al Gore had 269. Bush had 263. So Gore would have been one vote under the 270 to win. and, And Bush would not have been certified. However, with how it went, all of Florida went to Bush in the presidential election because he, after a... Uh, mechanical recount was done he was found to have won the vote by a little over 300 votes he had still been ahead in a total of like six million he had totally had been ahead by like 300 votes and that certified the entire state of Florida to him what's funny is the F- the Florida Supreme Court actually ruled for a recount to be done a manual recount to ensure that that was correct obviously most likely pushed by Al Gore at the time that was then actually struck down by our US Supreme Court and they redirected the win back to George Bush. And he you know, he was he was elected president. Comparatively too, had you've done it by percentage going into two thousand four, he would have won re election. So maybe it all worked out on long term because even in percentage he would have stayed he would have stayed president once he was there, had the process played out in the House of Representatives and he ends up president anyway. However, I think it sheds light that Maybe they're the answer on that, you know, what do you what do you think? The answer on that's kinda unclear in my opinion, that had you have done it by population, there wouldn't have been a winner of two seventy. And in the actual way when we didn't do it by population, it had to go to the Supreme Court rejecting or another recount to certify something that was within three hundred votes. Like how do you feel like that represented voters back in two thousand?
1: To be honest with you, I don't think the Supreme Court court should have gotten in the way of that one. Uh I mean, the election is supposed to be by, like, it's, it's for people to vote on. It's not, I mean, they could have, pretend, they potentially stopped a different president from being voted. And like.
0: Exactly. Like, who knows, had that manual recount been done, those 300 votes may have been certified differently. You know, that's a real close number Absolutely. to have a machine. That's real close, you know, I don't know. Yeah, and I think it's, I just think it's all interesting today to talk about the electoral college and everything and to see that the numbers wouldn't even have been so cut and dry had you have done it based on population through the Electoral College like I suggested. So I I think it's interesting and I'm glad we were able to take a look at that today. And I really thank you guys for listening this week.
1: Join us next week uh, where we may talk about the effects of homelessness and its overall look on society, how people view it.
0: Yeah, like the the morality of it, you know, being stuck in it. Or maybe we might even dive into COVID, you know, the, the effects it's had on technology and the ability to work from home and do business without having to know travel so much so yeah it would be interesting well i hope you guys all have a good one and we'll see you next week
1: peace out folks